to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards Marketing on Tap podcast, where your CBMA's co-founders and your podcast co-hosts, Jackie DeBella and Jim McCune. Hi, Jim. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, time is running out to get your early bird entries in. That special pricing will end on October 28th. So prepare your best work and submit. Yeah, and don't forget to check out some of the new categories we have this year as well. Um, we also added industry partners and supplier categories. Uh, so if you're not a brewery or agency, check those out. You could be taking home a crushy in the spring. And we are still building out our 2023 judges roster. So if you are interested in becoming a judge, just email me at jim at thecrushies.com. Yeah, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors and partners as well who make this all possible. Hillebrand Bev Pros, Yakima Chief Hops, DWS Printing, Bartrack, Inks, and Steel City Taps, as we always say. Uh, we only work with people we trust, and these guys are definitely top of the top. So if you need us to connect you at all, reach out. We absolutely will. And don't forget, if you're preparing your entries and you need a little extra inspiration, don't forget to visit thecrushies.com. And click on the past year's uh, winners galleries. A lot of great stuff to look at. Yeah, definitely check out thecrushies.com. Um, check out all the categories, what you can enter, and take a look at those winner galleries. Uh, lots of amazing work there. Speaking of some past winners, uh, we're super excited to have Theo Cooper and Rob Cohen on as our guests today from Untold Agency. Welcome, guys. Hi, Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Definitely. We're uh, big fans of your work. You want to give our listeners a little bit of background of where it all began, sort of what brought you into the creative and worlds of beer? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a complex story. Um, I don't know, Rob, do you want to, do you want to make sure. a start? Um, yeah, sure. Well, I think we, what's interesting is that we both started as journalists and uh, we were writers first and foremost. Um, and I was working for a big newspaper in, in England called The Telegraph, and I was doing a talk about travel. Um, I was asked to talk on behalf of the newspaper. And um, in the course of that conversation, that, that presentation on stage, um, I had a lot of travel brands come up to me afterwards <clears throat> and say, we're not really doing any storytelling in our marketing. We're relying on you know, conventional digital marketing. We're doing lots of SEO, lots of AdWords, lots of stuff. But this whole thing about story, this whole thing about narrative, go on, speak to me about it. Tell me about this. And so in the course of those conversations, I realized that all these brands, these huge brands were doing all this kind of spend on one element of marketing, but they were missing the really important thing here, which is story, which is the most important thing. And I, as a journalist, as a travel writer at the time, knew more than anything that what connects people to brands is the strength of the story, the, the strength of the brand world that is built around that brand. And um, that's really what my job as a journalist was, was to go to places and discover those stories and tell them. So um, it, I contacted my old friend from university who was also working as a journalist, Theo, who was also working in branded content at that point and said, look, I think what where there's a huge gap in the market is 
to create genuinely brilliant, authentic storytelling around brands, the stuff that people really want to get in touch with and, and to, to relate to and identify with. And this was just at the point when longer narrative stuff was starting to really come through. So you were seeing big box set releases and series releases on Netflix, and people were really investing the time and story if that story was good and strong and authentic and true. And so we built the agency initially around doing that for travel, did it with a couple of big, big brands and had some huge successes in campaigns, um, doing print magazines, doing big web rebuilds and really supercharging marketing with story. Um, and we, we, we ended up doing some project work with Budvar and it became very clear for us really that beer was terrible at doing this, <laughs> telling story well, you know, um, but actually beer is a really emotional kind of product. And, um, you know, when you have a beer, you identify so much stuff. There's so many, you're so emotionally engaged with it, you know, um, and somebody like Budvar, who is really arguably one of the last great lagers in Europe, in the sense that they lager their beer for, for months on end uh, to get that to get that particular taste, they were somebody who still was authentic and genuine and not telling the story very well. So we started building their story out, developing it, telling the truth, if you like, with this journalistic eye in web, in content, in, 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 in all these different forms, PR, media, across social. And people just went crazy for it because it's a true story. It's a real story. And so I guess really that's how we got into beer. Um, and that's how we, I suppose, really identified beer had this huge missing piece to it, which was genuine, authentic story. Yeah, I think it's, um, <clears throat> it, it's as simple as, well, it's as simple and as complex as Rob's just, just told you. But I think obviously the clue of, of the work that we do is in our name, Untold. We, we saw the stories of travel being untold, but I think nowhere more, as Rob just said, it, it, our stories untold than in, than in drinks and in food. Uh, I'd, I'd worked, as Rob's just sort of said, in a lot of agencies in London doing branded content for lots of big clients, global campaigns for Coca-Cola, Nike, you know, all over the world. A lot of music stuff, travel, food and drink. Um, but I'd kind of grown a little disillusioned with it um, because when I was working there, we were still in the very early days of storytelling and kind of what used to be called content marketing. And we were still in that kind of like pile them high, sell them cheap advertising world. So I'd actually left the agency game a few years before Rob and I started Untold and I'd almost sworn off it for that reason because I was like, people don't want story. Uh, and I, I actually went on for a, for, a, for a few years to run one of the most successful pop-up restaurant companies in, in the UK, one of the early ones uh, about oh, wow. years ago now, telling stories with food and drink um, because I kind of applied that same logic. This is just what made me think of it a bit about my story as well. But what I was frustrated by is when I went for a dining experience um, that was probably high-end or, or, or considered at least, um, Quite often I wasn't getting the information that I wanted from the restaurant or the server or the chef or whoever it might be, you know, and, and as, as I got into creating these events with, you know, I worked with kind of Michelin star level chefs from all over the UK and we brought people over from America and, and further away, you know, I realized how much craft went into um, 
creating these dishes. It, it could it could be weeks to create a dish. It could be months or years if they're fermenting things. And and it, and as I learned more, I, I trained to be a sommelier as well during that time, and I learned a lot about beer. And I realized all of those kind of products they take so much work, so much craft. And then you're at the bar if we were talking about beer, and they're like, which one do you want? They're like, I don't know. Have you got pale ale? You know, and they're just like, yeah, here you go. It's a five five dollars or whatever not, not in america anymore but you know uh i think that you know like yeah here you go it's a pale ale and they're like okay thanks you know and that's it whereas the brewer who's made that pale ale has take has trained for years could be could be decades all of the ingredients have got a story the process of making that beer is extremely complicated it's from a place it's got an ethos uh, and none of that comes it was coming across so actually we realized that even more so than tra- i mean we still work in travel and we love travel but food and drink stories especially in the alcohol and, and drink sector are so underexplored and that's something that we want to help change and it's something that we have changed in a big way with bud bar and they've really seen the rewards by becoming the biggest export check lager in the world but Craft beer is is ripe for it as well, and we're we're excited to to work with craft brands as well. So, um, yeah, there you go. You've got you've got a bit, a bit to to digest there from both of us. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim and I have both seen that within the craft beer space that everyone seems to struggle to really share their full story, whether it's you know the brewery itself or you know getting the beer made and and what goes into that. It's so true. And it's also funny when you hear stories like this, you realize that right at a time, there was just this huge cultural shift where the consumer wanted to know more about the brand. Yeah. We hear more and more, like we just heard the marketers themselves wanted to be able to, um, you know, translate what they've seen in the craft of these products to the marketing themselves and carry that to the consumer. Yeah, and it's it's now now when we started the agency, you know, we were knocking on doors essentially. Although I had, you know, we both had pretty good creds. I mean, very good creds. Rob had a lot of broadsheet newspapers on his track record. He was already a best-selling author of books. Um, I've worked in big agencies in London doing global campaigns, but you know, we'd started a new thing, so we were knocking on doors essentially, and we were also saying to people. We want to do something a bit different for you here. And to be honest, to an extent, we're still saying that to people uh, because there are a lot of people who are still stuck in the past with the way they think about storytelling. And a lot of if you say brand storytelling or storytelling within the context of marketing, people don't know what it is. But uh, what we've seen in the last eight, eight years of running the agency is people have gone from going, I have no idea what you're talking about, to us now getting phone calls going, we need brand storytelling. Can we have some? You know, uh, so it's, 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 it's changed. People have, but it, all of that, it, exactly to your point, has come about as a result of people just having this kind of realization. Actually, do you know what? Consumers just want to be talked to like people and they want to be inspired and they want to have their passions kind of, they want to resonate with, with, with stories that make sense in their own lives and build their own narrative. I think that's a really important point, which is that we've shifted from brands being something that you bought, something that you um, you bought and disposed of, you know, and didn't think too much about. There were some exceptions to that, of course. There always have been brands that have, that have been identification brands, if you like, brands that people wanted to wear and, and drink and do whatever. But on the whole, um, we've had a, had a huge shift in the last few years to brands where, you know, we live in an uncertain world. You know, we live in a very uncertain world. And 
we live in a, in a in most of us live on a in a kind of digital world which is equally as as thin and shallow and and moving and changing and and brands really have you know the brands that succeed now are brands that build a sense of identity a sense of advocacy amongst their audiences because people want to belong they want to identify with something and they want to belong to it but you can't as a brand expect people to belong to you or want to belong to you or want to be in to identify with you if you don't give them the story that makes you you know that's the key thing and you know a lot of people when we have these conversations they they say well what does that mean do you want the founder's story and maybe possibly that's an element of it but it would only be one element of it because the whole thing about brand storytelling is it doesn't just be mean tell me the story of your origin it means you know what what are you doing now what are the campaigns you're doing what are the, what's this new beer you're developing what's the story behind it what's the ethos behind it what are you going to do to publicize it are you going you know we work with, with craft beer brands in the uk who ran poetry evenings you know and they wanted to get a community beer together that brought people into the to the to the tap room that brought people in and you know and they wanted to identify the community and create a sense of community all that stuff is incredible storytelling that builds trust and builds identification amongst your audiences so it's not just like a story one story it's about your evolving brand world and why people would want to be part of it that's some great insight um it, when you guys talk about this i mean it it's so interesting to hear your side of you know, coming from being writers and working in larger agencies um, and and pulling that story out of people. Um, you know, you mentioned to me in passing that that you guys are working on the story method. Could you tell us a little more about that? And, and did that develop from these conversations? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, both of us have had um, quite, quite interesting careers that have all been centered around story in different contexts. So we've both been writers. As I said, I've worked in food and drink. Rob has been, you know, the various kinds of writer, a book writer and, and also a journalist, but we've also both been musicians and artists of different kinds. So I think we've had always, always kind of connected to some kind of commercial side as well especially in my case I've done quite a lot of branded stuff so over the last you know combined kind of 40 odd years between us we've we've developed quite a kind of you know a, a unique insight and a unique way of working together the two of us so we realized now that we're in a really strong position to talk to brands and we've kind of worked out a way of bottling all of that and putting it into a format that allows us to go in uh, for a sort of intensive workshopping session with a brand for usually two half days. Um, and we go in and we help them discover their story or finesse their story, depending on what point they are in the journey. And then we talk about ideas for how they share their story and those stories. It's not one story, it's lots, it's many, like many, many stories of the whole, as Rob said, we use the term world around their brand. And we're able to do that in a pretty short space of time in a really, really powerful, very value driven way. So the idea is that there is a lot of output from these sessions. People can come along and they can go away with not, you know, it's not a marketing plan, but it's something like one, especially for a smaller brand. And I suppose with that in mind, <laughs> we we actually started it partly inspired by craft beer because we did we did travel. 
uh, and Budvar came along and we realized that we could do beer and, and, and food and drink alongside travel. And then that's also led to other kind of luxury heritage brands as well. We've recently done luxury furniture, for example. Um, but we realized, you know, not all brands are, are a Budvar or, or a big international hotel chain. And we love working with smaller artisan craft type brands, which is obviously part of why we're here talking to you. Budvar, although that's the client that we've won for here, they have a craft ethos, even though they're doing it at scale, which we can talk about later. But I think, um, you know, we, we were inspired by working on a format, this, this the story method that would work for brands of all sizes. So we've done it for, we've just recently done it for a huge luxury skincare brand, one of the biggest high-end skincare brands in the world. But we've also done it for a, you know, in a sustainable toy company. We've done it for a few craft beer brands. Um, the idea is that it can work whatever level you're at. We can come in and just do a really powerful intensive session with you and you take those insights and those learnings away, put them into action with your team or yourself, if you're a one man band even. Um, or, you know, we plug into your existing agency network or your in-house network and we help you bring them to life. So it's, yeah, it's, it's something we kind of piloted, I suppose, over COVID. Um, we did it with quite a lot of hospitality businesses in the UK for free to help um, hotels in particular, who obviously all had to close and were having a really, really tough time and worried about how they were going to relaunch. So we kind of came in and we did stuff over Zoom and gave them lots of insight and ideas and, and, and story led kind of work. And yeah, it's, 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 we're really excited about it. We're actually, as I say, we've been piloting it. It's been in beta, I suppose, uh, for the last couple of years. And we're, we're about to launch it to the, the public yeah. the trade in, in, the next, in the next month, actually. So it's been, yeah. it's, it's been a really amazing process of refining and refining and getting really, really testing it, road testing it to the point where, I mean, these sessions are really powerful people come in and and we usually try to keep the, the the main group the main representatives of any brand to about six in the room so we've got space for everybody to talk and and you know and everything else and there's a series of exercises we do we work we walk people through and work people through various exercises in order to kind of open this discussion up to help them see the, the vision and then also help them build it obviously as theo says what surprises us always is how powerfully this translates and you know we've had tears in these sessions of people who set up you know founded brands and never really found that kind of magic that essence or been able to translate that magic and essence in a powerful way and when they when they realize that they are doing that they you know it really emotionally resonates with them because it's something that hasn't been done you know and it it really is this kind of um exciting thing to be part of because it's a whole as you said before in that in that in that moment ago you know this is a new still a new way if you like of, of speaking to audiences of relating to audiences but it's actually when you think about it it is really the only way you know to be to be having genuine authentic you know open kind of dialogue with your audience you know if you want to call it that um and so, and so they're really, really exciting things to, to be part of. And as Theo says, it was great to do them in COVID. It's great to help people out. And, you know, we've seen a lot of hotels who we helped out in that period bounce right back in. And, you know, the proof is always in the pudding with anything. But 
something like that you, you you see them flying afterwards and they see them putting your ideas into work um, or the ideas that you develop with them you know it really does it really does make you feel great and the other thing i was going to say about <clears throat> budvar is you know we we talk a bit about travel and we talk a bit about but really you know someone like budvar part of the job was creating a destination um they are a Czech lager. They're only made in one place, České Budějovice Budvice in, in South Bohemia. They're not made under license anywhere else. They're brewed in one brewery, you know. And part of our job was really just to pull all that together, pull it all out and, and tell that story powerfully, which I think is something that craft, um, it, you know, it, some craft breweries do it very well. Some still don't do it. And some don't have an idea about how, how you go about those things, you know. And so it's a really interesting time to be working in beer for us. That is amazing. And it's funny because the podcast you're on right now is educating, helping somebody, you know, level up as well. So mm. I love the way, you know, great information and experience gets disseminated in our industry and uh, passing it along. Absolutely. Um, and for our listeners, please check out untold.agency. And you can see their amazing work yourself. Untold Agency took home some serious platinum crushies this year. So congrats to you and your team. Thank you. Two very challenging categories, um, I must say, which was best original video series and best website design in the UK for Budvar. So Rob, Theo, tell us how cool it is working for an amazing brand like this and on cool projects like this. Um, I know you just mentioned cool places you get to travel and drink, I assume. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we, we set this agency up, as I say, like I was somewhat disillusioned with the world of agencies before, um, before we agreed to unite and create Untold Agency. But I, 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 was, I was enjoying my life in the world of food and drink. It is a hard way to make a living working in hospitality, running restaurants. Um, but I, I was very, very inspired every day by... Um, by the stories and the kind of energy and the passion that exists in that world. So it's really nice to still be working in that world, essentially, but helping people in a different way, which is which is exactly what we're doing. So yeah, a client like Budvar, I mean, that's a roundabout way of saying, I mean, we don't take any clients on that we can't feel really excited about. We have been approached by some in the past. I'm pretty sure I, I can hold my hand on my heart and say we haven't worked for one that hasn't had something that has excited us. Uh, we have, like I say, we've we've even pitched for a couple that we weren't excited about and didn't win, and we're quite we feel quite fortunate about that now, <laughs> even though they were big. Well, that was um, was the early days, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I, we are very. We, you we, said it. You said it. You said you know when you're talking about your your partners, like you know these are people you trust, right? I mean, the principle with Untold is you know, if we're not feeling it, then we're not, we're not going to be able to help your audience feel it. So, um, you know, it's got to be somebody that we, that we want to work with. And that's the principle. Budvar is somebody we've always wanted to work with because we've been drinking it for a long time, but, um, you know, Budvar, we're, uh, we're, 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 we're can they are what get us out of bed in the morning with clients like that, you know? So we, we sure. genuinely, we've got to the point with Budvar where, they describe us as part of the team rather than just an agency. I mean, we've been working with them for quite a long time now. It's been nearly seven years. Um, so it's quite a long journey. We started working with them in the UK as the, and then became the UK agency. And then we became their global agency. So 
it's been a it's been a really long and very trusting relationship that we've developed with them to the point where we're now really excited about all the work that's coming up in the next year where it's getting even more creative and even more interesting than 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 the stuff that we won the award for so it's it's a really like for us it's a kind of a, a triumph of storytelling i suppose because not only have we won i mean we've won 10 awards this year for our work with bud bar two crushies but uh, eight Ooh. eight other awards um but you know, and what winning awards is great, especially things like the Crushies, where it's judged by an industry panel of real experts who are in that industry, because obviously that, that feels great to get that validation, but it also means that the work is good. You know, it's good, and that helps us, of course. But also with some, with a client like Budvar, and with 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 pretty much all of our other clients, I've got to say, there is measurable commercial impact. Like we are careful not to sort of. That's not. We're not a sales agency. We don't come along and go. If you do storytelling, your sales are going to go through the roof. You know, it's a it's a complicated picture. Um, however, with Budvar in particular, and obviously this this may well have contributed to to the to, to winning these awards with you guys. They've had their best two of their consecutive best years in history, and they've become the biggest export Czech lager in the world, even beating out strong competition from brands that are owned by much bigger breweries who we don't need to name but i think you know the budvar are owned by the state they're, they're a quite a unique proposition they don't have the budgets that, that some of their, com their competition have so we've been through smart work smart mostly digital work some experiential but mostly digital work um they've been able to become the de facto Czech beer for the world. Not so much in America, I have to say, because obviously they have a unique challenge there. Which, right. uh, you know, but, uh, but, but, but almost everywhere else, they're becoming the Czech beer, which is hugely exciting to us. Yeah, and in terms of answering your question a bit, I mean, yes, it, it, for people like us who enjoy beer and travel, Budvar has been a bit of a dream job really because i mean as you can imagine we have spent a lot of time in the czech republic which is an amazing country and an often overlooked country but a country with insane history and you know when people talk about things being bohemian you know um bohemia south bohemia is where they is where the is where the city of budweiss is in the czech republic um which is basically a sort of combination of incredible scenery rolling green and mountains and um and these these gorgeous um you know unesco world heritage site villages and towns and cities and you know it, what we wanted to do with budvar what's unique about budvar i think we should probably say this to to a brewing audiences they still brew the same way that they did you know 150 years ago um they're drawing on 800 years of brewing heritage in that city. People don't realize, but at one point, the Holy Roman Emperor stole the brewers from Budweiss, from Czeske Budjuica, to brew in his in his court because uh, wow. he had such a reputation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so this is a city that has been brewing beer for 800 years. Budvar has been doing it for... You know, 127. 127, coming up to 130. And, you know, they are unchanged wow. in the way they brew. And what that means is they still use whole cone Zarts hops from Chatets, um, which is just up the road from them, that hideously expensive to do. They still use Moravian malts grown on this huge floodplain where the soil is black and it's been growing malting barley there since the Romans. 
they still grow their pilsner malt there. Uh, sorry, the malting barley's there, and they and they still draw the water. The water that they need for the lager is drawn from three hundred meters underneath the brewery, where there's a huge ice age aquifer of water that has never seen daylight for ten thousand years, and is absolutely perfect, pure. So pure, in fact, that the same water that makes Budvar is sold in a bottle, untreated, as mineral water in the Czech Republic. Now. Wow. When you consider those things, they are they are extremely expensive to make. Plus, they lager, they, which is a German word that means to store. And real lager has to be lagered. It has to be lagered for a long period of time at very low temperature. And that takes up a lot of storage and a lot of energy. And so, you know, yes, they cut down into the rock underneath the brewery and they've got these huge kind of submarine-like lagering tanks. But still... It's not something that a modern commercial brewery would even consider, you know. And to have every drop of Budvar made there and aged for over three months, you know, it's it's insane. So when you find these kinds of stories out, and when you go into that cellar and it's two degrees and freezing and you pour beer straight out of that tank and it's unfiltered and pasteurized and it's been there, most, you know, the original lager's 90 days or plus, but there are lagers down there that have been aged for a year. And you try those and you're just in a different world. Honestly, you you haven't tasted anything like it. And we have beer writers. We've we've run press trips where we've taken beer writers down there and they have they've we've literally had to sort of drag them out, you know, because they're like this is I think you're doing storytelling on me right now because my mouth is watering. Right. Well this is this is the great the point here, Jim, is I'm not telling you anything that isn't, you know, isn't real. It's just it wasn't being, it just wasn't being conveyed in the right way. We have a phrase, you know, which is true, which is, you know, brands, the standard thing for brands is they go, oh, we need to do some storytelling. I've heard about this buzzword. It seems to be the new marketing. Let's go and ask some marketing executives to come up with some stories. That's not an efficient way to get your stories told. Go and ask a storyteller. Don't go and ask a marketing executive to become a storyteller. And that is a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up. And it, it's it is definitely a very uh, critical discipline, obviously in advertising. Mm. But um, you really do need a storyteller to do the job right. And mm. obviously, just you know, hearing both of you guys talk, um, you could tell this is what you do. And I think your innate curiosity as journalists, you know, and as ad men have just parlayed um, into this wonderful time where you guys are able to share this with your clients and lucky for them. That's exactly, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it works. That's the, and, it, and that's the, right. that's the most exciting thing for us now is obviously winning awards like this is, is partly a demonstration of that, but I think it, we're in it with the most exciting time in our agency's history. And certainly in my marketing career as well, in terms of brand work, that all of a sudden we are at the kind of, the tipping point or the sweet spot or whatever kind of uh, jargon based analogy you want to use where all of a sudden doing authentic marketing that speaks to people in the way they want to be spoken to sells products, you know, mm. so it's, it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And we get to drink a lot of Budvar, as you said, um, which yeah. is the perk of the industry, right? <laughs> you know what? I mean, we did a, we did a press trip last week. We took a load of German journalists, beer writers out, to um to prague and to and to budweiss and when we arrived in prague we had to go meet them and budvar had already taken them to a really great bar there and 
as soon as we arrived, I just had to have a perfectly poured Czech lager with its, you know, velvet foam head and thick foam and and you know just i had to go in and drink it before i could even consider speaking to them i was just like i've got to get my priorities right and the priorities are i need to have a beer from here and then i can go and talk to the press you know? um, we totally understand that right <laughs> that's our method too oh yeah <laughs> i mean this was this was amazing i think everyone's takeaway is learn your story share your story pull out those important pieces um, thank you guys, Rob and Theo, so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, congrats on all of your awards, including the Crushies, and we can't wait to see what you guys enter this year. Thanks, guys. Next time you're here in New York, you will definitely stop by and visit the CBMAs. And, oh, you uh, oh, yeah. I will. Yeah. My next I'm, I'm, I'm coming next year. year. I'm coming yeah. next year. So, yeah. There we go. All right. Put it in the books. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks again. And remember, get your work ready. Entries for the 2023 Crushies are now open. Early bird pricing runs through the end of October. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the awards, please email Jackie at thecrushies.com. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back next month with more fun guests.